Go Birds Radio, presented by the Bet Parks Casino and Sportsbook app. Official sportsbook of the real Philly fan. What's going on? It's Elliot Shore Parks for my friends at Window Nation. And if you've had enough of your windows keeping the house chilly, then fight the February cold with Window Nation. Right now, replace your windows and save big with 50% off all window styles, plus zero down, zero interest, and no payments for 24 months. With proven quality and service, it's no wonder thousands have trusted Window Nation. Don't miss out. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com to schedule your free in-home estimate. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. All right, Elliot Short Parks, as he joins us every Tuesday, is brought to us by Colonial Hyundai, the fast, easy, better way to buy a Hyundai. Shop 24-7 at ColonialHyundai.com. And Elliot joins us right now. Good morning, Elliot. What's up? How are you guys doing? Elliot, I'm doing better. Now we got Ruben giving John dating advice. This is a beautiful thing here, man. <laughs> I mean, yes. I think if there's anyone to take Ruben, uh, dating advice from it's Ruben. So that's a good move. <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> I like it a lot. All right, Elliot, let's get to the birds. We'll get to the Sixers and more here. Um, yeah. The, the OTA, and, and honest to God, it, it, it all morphs together, this June phase for me. Where are we right now? Yeah. They're, they're doing what? They're not doing what? They're allowed to do what? Like, what, what is going on there? Yeah. Well, so unfortunately, we're near the end. This is the last week uh, of the team organized activities. Then they'll take off until they go, uh, you know, they come back for training camp. So right now, they're allowed on the field. Obviously, they're doing seven on seven. They're allowed to do 11 on 11. The Eagles, I don't believe, are doing them again this year. But they are doing the seven on seven. And we got a chance to watch them last week, and there should be one more day this week where we get get a chance to go out there and uh, you know see who's out there, see how see how they're playing, those type of things. But yeah, one more week, and then uh, unfortunately, six weeks of nothingness until uh, training camp. Uh, how we're expecting another big step? We saw Jalen take one last season. Uh, yeah, can you see noted improvement from Jalen in this small sample size from the the seven on seven action? Yeah, so we saw him throw 11 passes uh, when we got the chance to watch him practice. So I'm not going to sit here and act like I saw some massive improvement in those 11 passes. But what I think really stands out about Jalen, uh, you know, the times I've seen him this offseason is just his consistency and how unremarkable it is when he makes amazing passes. You remember this time last year, we're, you know, every completed pass felt like it was a major deal. There were still you know, we're coming off the Russell Wilson rumors. I'm trying to trade for a quarterback. And every single pass was, was you know, to really discussed. And now you look at him, and he's just consistent. You know, 7 of 11 last week. He has really good accuracy down the field. And when you watch him at practice, he really has great control of what's going on. You see him go talk to his teammates. You see him talking to the offensive coordinator. So 
no question, you know, maybe he, he has a different air about him with that $255 million. It's hard not to think about it when you watch him practice. But it is impressive seeing how in control he is of everything going on, at least at the one practice I saw. So uh, this time of year, it's always interesting to, for me to hear about the attendance. Uh, these OTAs, yes. they're voluntary uh, previous seasons. We, we know that the coaches talk to the players, hey, let's, let's make a deal here. Let's get you guys in for as many off-season practices as we can. What about the big names uh, who weren't there? Are, can you can you give us some of those names? Yeah. So they have had good attendance throughout uh, these OTAs, from what I understand. You know, I think it's a situation where, you know, guys come in and out. They'll come for a week, maybe take a day off for a personal reason, come back. So they have had good attendance. When we were there last week, uh, for example, Fletcher Cox wasn't there that day, but he was there th- that week. Um, Devontae Smith wasn't there that day, but I know he's been there quite a bit, and I believe he was at practice yesterday. So they have had really good attendance um, overall. Another noteworthy thing is they're very healthy, right? There's been so many times we're coming off the season when we go to these OTA practices and guys are there, but they're on the sideline and they're unable to practice because they're recovering from a surgery. Really right now, the only major injury uh, is Avante Maddox. And even that one, you know, he should be, I believe, well, good to go by the time training camp comes. So outside of just good attendance, they've had the ability for the players to practice, which is always a positive, you know, coming off of how healthy they were last season. Elliot, one of the things that strikes me, especially this time of the year, June, when, you know, other teams are, they've probably been at it for four months trying to decode the Eagles. They got a few more months, especially the division rivals. To what extent do you think fans should be concerned that defensive coordinators and defensive coaches, the other teams will figure something out with this Eagles offensive attack related to the, the read option? The Jalen Hurts thing, the the ball in the belly of the back. Look, is going on in college football, high school football, now pro football, and it doesn't seem like there's been much yet to to stop it. Someday, yeah. though, there probably will be. I mean, NFL history tells you coordinators eventually figure out something. Have you been able to figure out what that could be, and to what extent do you think it's a threat to the Eagles that someday, maybe soon, coordinators figure something out? So it's an interesting question, and I think it's one that it certainly applies to the Eagles when it comes to the RPO. But I also think it's something that just applies to any young coaching staff. So, yes, I do think the Eagles now have to have a counterpunch ready for next season. So should fans be concerned about the offense next year? You know, concerned might be a strong word, but I, but I do think coming off a year where they were so successful, you know, I've heard Nick Sirianni say this a few times this offseason, and I, it's probably just coach speak, but – you know, he's talking about the new coordinators and talking about some of the changes. And he said, you know, we do what we do on offense. And I hope that's not the case because, the, to your point, all the NFL is studying them this offseason. And the Eagles have to come with some version of a counterpunch. I don't know if that's specific to just the RPO. You are right that on a larger scale, you know, eventually things turn over in the NFL. Someone will figure out how to stop it. And then all the teams will have to adjust. But on a more specific Eagles point, you know, Brian Johnson's a new offensive coordinator. I, I just I, – they're going to have to be ready to be better than they were next last year to achieve the same results just because mm-hmm. people are going to be ready for them. And it'll be really interesting to see what they have prepared. You know, because one of the things I wonder about, and, and either of you might remember the name, I don't. There was one guy on one team that gave the Eagles trouble. It was an athletic defensive end. Remember he would kind of um, – it was Cam Jordan from it, the Saints. It was. And he was sort of playing half and half yeah. of 
Hertz and the running back. And here's the Hertz, key. Did Hertz play the Saints game? Wasn't that? Oh, was, that might have been. It was our backup was quarterback. Yeah, that's that's why it looked different. Yeah. Joe, okay. I am not okay. worried about this the way that you are because Jalen Hurts gives us that advantage to where it is. He's making the right choice. He does. Like the, the, the pull read or not is it's so critical. And he's so good at this. He is, he is better well, at this other, than all the other backs, quarterbacks in the NFL. I think he's better That's at it. That's why they won't catch well, up with it. I'll tell you this. I think he's better at it than anyone who has ever played pro football is. And let me let me put it this way. Lamar's a yeah. better runner, mm-hmm. but I mean the combination of running and passing. Yeah. I think he's better at that thing than anyone ever in this offense. I want to be clear. In yeah. this offense. Offense, this this type of offense, Elliot. Yeah, it would be interesting to see. I mean, they just didn't run this, you know, for long. So it'll be it would be interesting to see some of the quarterbacks, you know, from the '90s, early 2000s, run it just to see how they would do. But but there's been a lot of talk this week, you know, about Hertz taking a step forward and how they think he can become an elite passer. And I think this mm-hmm. is attached to the RPO discussion because I do believe watching Jalen last year he already is elite from the pocket. Now, part of being elite is consistency and doing it year over year. So, of course, he still has to prove it in that regard. But I think this idea that he wasn't a great passer last year, I mean, the RPO was part of it, and they ran the ball. But from the pocket, I thought he was extremely accurate last year. And one thing that somehow never gets discussed enough, but I think is the most important part of Jalen's game is he does not make turnover-worthy plays. So when we talk about next year, you know, could they take a step back? Could the offense take a step back? Could the, you know, all those things. The bottom line is Jalen has a long track record of taking care of the ball. And if you have a quarterback that doesn't put the ball in harm's way, you can run any kind of offense. Your schedule can be whatever. You're going to be successful. And so from a passer perspective, I just think how smart he is with the ball is such a major boost for this team. Ellie, one final thing. I want to get a Sixers question in here. We had a poll two or three weeks ago. Poll question. Do you think James Harden will be back? And 72% of people said no. Independent of whether you – how much you think they should offer him and all that. Do you find that poll result faulty? I mean, I couldn't believe that 72% of people think he actually won't be back. Well, I'm not surprised at the results just because right now, and understandably so, people are very upset at the Sixers. So my guess is that means 72% of people don't want him back as opposed to <laughs> think he's going to Correct. Back, right? So, so you know, are the chances he's back uh, at 72%? I do think there's a very good chance he will be back. He is their best option, even if people don't want to hear that. It might be certainly concerning because of his age. But just the way the NBA salary cap works, he is their best option for, for that money. And ultimately, I don't, I don't think there's going to be the market out there that maybe expects. I think a lot of this noise about all this interest is probably trying to drive up his price for the Sixers. But at the end of the day, I think he will be back with the Sixers. Elliot, good work, buddy. Looking forward to uh, to much more up ahead with the Eagles in the coming months and talking about it all through these months. Thanks, Elliot.